The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Avengers, time to work for a living. That's my secret. I'm always angry. I am on the side of life. You get hurt, hurt him back. You get killed, walk it off. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Welcome to Some Assembly Required, your weekly dive into the annals of the Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and I'm your host, Andrew. And this week, we are going to be talking about Avengers number two, The Space Phantom. Originally released in November of 1963, so for the first few issues, Avengers is actually on a bi-monthly schedule, and then after issue six, it shifts to a monthly schedule. This issue is written by Stan Lee, drawn by Jack Kirby, inking by Paul Reinman, and lettering by Art Simic. So to start our issue, we see Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk standing around a table in Tony Stark's mansion getting ready for an Avengers monthly meeting. And unfortunately to start, the team is not all that friendly to one another. The members currently at the mansion are waiting for Ant-Man and Wasp to show up. Thor decides to take a dig at how Hulk is dressed. And Hulk then takes a dig back at Thor. Yeah, so, the, so the group dynamic's not off to a, a particularly great start. The art, on the other hand, uh, in this issue, is off to a really good start. So being inked by Paul Reinman, it, it, the lines have a much lighter touch. There's a lot more detail involved than, than the last issue we had that was inked by Dick Ayers. So or, or originally, when I start, actually started reading the first few issues of X-Men, I had a hard time understanding why people like Jack Kirby's art so much. And I attribute a lot of that to the inker at the time. I don't think people realize exactly the extent to which inkers really have an effect on the appearance of the art. Uh, the first few issues of X-Men are, are inked very heavy. They, they lack detail and just don't do a whole lot to, to help the art at all. And the, well, the first issue of Avengers isn't nearly as bad as the first couple of issues of X-Men. Uh, with a different inker on this issue, we get much, much better art. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of the change. Having said that, I'm a little confused, perturbed, by the fact that Hulk has only three toes on each foot in, in this, this really quite wonderful a single splash page. And and throughout the issue, Hulk will have a, a various number of toes. Uh, however, none of them is five, so there's still a few kinks to work out. But uh, getting back to the story, Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man are waiting for Ant-Man and Wasp, who make their appearance in their miniaturized form and then take full size, and the Avengers get down to their meeting, which basically... They say, hey, even though we don't have anything to do right now, we should still have these meetings to kind of get to know each other better. And I think that kind of is telling of the, the issue as a whole. The Avengers don't really know each other very well, and their their relationship as a team is kind of difficult and, and, and a bit bit rougher on the edges. And and we'll see that as the as the issue progresses. Meanwhile, obviously, just because the Avengers say they don't have anything to do, 
doesn't mean that they're going to have nothing to do in this issue. As we can see by the arrival of the Space Phantom, who is obviously who this issue is named after. And the Space Phantom comes down uh, as a meteor and then transforms himself back into a, a man-like figure. Uh, and, and I gotta say, on this page in particular, there's a a picture of the a panel of the Space Phantom who, and he looks very much like uh, the vampire from Nosferatu. And I just, I love the look of that panel and, and the kind of comparison there to it. So I'll, I'll see if I can put a side-by-side -side comparison with the vampire so you guys can see what I'm talking about as well. But the Space Phantom has apparently been watching the Avengers for months now and has determined that they are the only people who stand between his people and the invasion of the Earth. So he's come down to single-handedly destroy the Avengers and clear the path for his people to invade. So the Space Phantom has the ability to take the form of an individual, and in doing so, that individual is then transported to the dimension of Limbo. Now, this is not to be confused with Limbo that is most commonly associated with the X-Men, specifically Ilyana Rasputin Magic, which is a, a hell dimension. Instead, this is, uh, as the Space Phantom describes it, the silent world between shadow and substance, which is kind of a cool mental image, I think. Right, it leaves a lot to the imagination, but it gets the point across. At any rate, the Space Phantom takes the appearance of some random passerby who looks, at least in this panel, stunningly like Professor X, except walking. And he proceeds to go to Tony Stark's mansion, which, as I mentioned before, is where the Avengers are having their meeting. However, the Avengers, ever vigilant, uh, are not taken unprepared, and they watch the Space Phantom on a TV built into their table, which, you know, for 1963, that's actually really cool. You know, now we think of that and they're like, oh, well, that's not that hard to do. I got, you know, a table saw and some other tools and I can do this in a couple of hours. This is pretty cool, though, for them. So the Hulk, being the Hulk, decides that he and he alone is going to go face the intruder. And the Avengers disagree, but they seem to just let him go and do his thing. I guess thinking that he needs to get it out of his system... However, when the Hulk confronts the Space Phantom, uh, instead of fighting him, the Space Phantom just takes Hulk's form. And we see the Hulk uh, fade away into the Phantom, er, the Phantom Zone, wrong comic book, into Limbo. And uh, this is actually another great panel of the Hulk fading out and becoming transparent. And you can see the, the background of the wall behind him. And there's, there's some great detail of paintings and some some wall molding and stuff. And that's just like a really cool touch I think Kirby did. So now in the guise of the Hulk, Space Phantom returns to the Avengers and proceeds to pick a fight with Iron Man. Because part of his plan to defeat the Avengers is to actually drive a wedge between the team members and basically get the team to self-destruct you know they haven't been around very long and obviously there was there was some tension brewing to start and if he's been monitoring the avengers like for months like he claims to have been you know that seems like a pretty obvious choice so iron man and, and hulk you know throw a few punches at each other but are quickly broken up by thor 
and Hulk decides he's had enough and storms out. And again, this is when I say Hulk in this at this particular time, I obviously mean space phantom in the guise of Hulk. So Hulk goes out into the streets, uh, happens to run across the man whose identity he stole first, who is trying to convince other people that of what happened to him. And at this point, he just says, Space Phantom kind of says, screw it. And I don't want this guy, you know, bringing undue attention on to me. You know, someone, although he sounds kind of crazy, someone might believe him. So he picks up the, literally picks up the sidewalk and throws it. Uh, right about this time, Rick Jones, who is the teenager that Bruce Banner saved, runs into Hulk on the street. Like you do. And convinces Hulk that he's starting to lose control and that they need to go back to the lab. Basically, Hulk has a secret lab that he can that he's been trying to cure himself from. And he can he has ways of, of working himself back down to Banner. So Rick and Hulk bound out of New York City. So once they're out of the city. Rick begins to realize that something's wrong with Hulk. He doesn't know where he's going. He didn't recognize Rick, things like that. And Rick calls him out on it. So Hulk comes to a, a rather sudden stop, flinging Rick from his shoulders. And Space Phantom reveals himself as the Hulk by transforming back into his normal form and bringing back the Hulk momentarily, explaining to Rick how there's nothing he can do. There's a gr great little mustache twirly bit of bit of line here i merely wish to demonstrate that even the most powerful figure on earth is merely putty before the power of the space phantom super mustache twirly villain which is a lot of, it's a lot of fun for this time era when, when you don't have the the dirt and the grit and the intensity of some of the old or some of the more modern books it's a lot of fun just to get the the super cheesy over-the-top, melodramatic, mustache-twirling villains. And this is definitely a good one. So after explaining his his evil plan and resuming his, his impersonation of the Hulk, takes off once again, leaving Rick basically out in the middle of nowhere on his own to figure out what to do, but convinced that Rick is going to play no part in stopping the Space Phantom's plans. On the way to wherever he is going, and the Space Phantom's a little unclear as to where he's going, he runs across a testing facility for a new Stark weapon and decides to take the weapon and basically just launches off all the missiles and causes chaos. Basically, again, intending to, to break apart the team, he's just doing other things that are going to cause the Avengers to come after Hulk and, and fracture the team further. Of course, being that this is a Stark weapons test, the first person they call is, in fact, Tony Stark, who is sitting at home in his boxers and Iron Man chest piece, which is just a ridiculous-looking combination. Uh, he's, and, he's plugged, and he's plugged into the wall. like He's just got like a little extension cord that pulls out of the back of the Iron Man suit and just plugs it in. It's ridiculous, is what it is. It's really it's ridiculous. On being informed of the, the Hulk's actions... Tony immediately says that he will send Iron Man, whom, at, at this point in time, Iron Man is actually supposed to be a bodyguard for Tony Stark. So, Tony promises to send Iron Man after the Hulk to investigate and to take care of what he's done. 
So Tony suits up and heads out. You know, he's kind of a dick as soon as he shows up, even though he doesn't know it's the, doesn't know it's the space phantom. Marty starts off, it is you. I've always thought we made a mistake allowing you to join the Avengers. Now I'm sure of it. Right, like that's that's your opening line? Really? It's kind of a dick move. So the Space Phantom quickly realizes that he's not going to defeat Iron Man as Hulk. And it really doesn't serve his purposes to fight Iron Man. Right, He's trying to get the team to do, to break itself apart. So instead, he turns himself into an insect, transporting the real Hulk back. And now Iron Man is unwittingly fighting Hulk. So you've got Iron Man who's really pissed at Hulk. Hulk has no idea why Iron Man is actually fighting him. So this is just adding to the idea that in Hulk's mind, hey, these people really don't like me. Iron Man is saying really shitty stuff to me and he's fighting me. And I don't know why. I didn't do anything. Of course... The Space Phantom, being the Space Phantom, and being a villain in a 1960s comic book, is totally wrong about Rick Jones being able to affect his plan, because Rick has made it to the household of a Teen Brigade member and immediately jumps on his ham radio and contacts Ant-Man and Wasp, or in this case, it's actually Giant Man. So in Tales to Astonish number 49, uh, we get the introduction of Ant-Man's Giant Man persona. And effectively, it's just he's been experimenting with the solution that he had to make him small. Now he's been trying to make himself big. And he's basically limited to being 12 feet tall because any bigger than that and he's so weak he can't even he can't even get himself to stand up. So he, he grows to 12 feet tall. And the pair run off to try and break up the fight between Hulk and an Iron Man. Uh, again, we get some more some more of the the verbal abuse from Iron Man towards Hulk. You know, when when Giant Man breaks them up, he says that Hulk's had this coming for a long time. Uh, he calls Hulk a brainless gargoyle. You know, he, he's just in general being really kind of a dick. Of course, the Space Phantom has not gone anywhere, and as a Wasp is attacking Wasp because reasons. Again, we're we're back onto this where you know for, for these first several issues, Wasp is unfortunately not a huge part of of the story. She's here and she's along for the adventure, and she does have something to do. But when I have to compare it to what the male heroes do, there really is no comparison. And again, it's an unfortunate part of nineteen sixties comic books. We will eventually get past it, but it's shitty until we do. Giant Man, of course, senses that Wasp is in trouble and rushes off to save her, along with Hulk and Iron Man. Uh, I believe this is the first time, in Avengers at least, that we are seeing Iron Man's uh, roller skates. He's basically little, he's got, he's got little wheels that he can use to propel, propel himself along the ground, but basically they look like roller skates. Eventually, Giant Man finds Wasp. However, he's not in time to prevent the Space Phantom from taking his form. And we get a little bit of a change in the art here in terms of up until now, anytime someone has gone to limbo, they've basically, it's almost like a dissolve. Uh, however, now and for, for the rest of the issue, we'll actually see characters basically falling into a portal or being sucked into a portal to, in order to go to limbo. 
At this point, Giant Man grabs Wasp and threatens her, only for Hulk to run in and distract him so so Wasp can get away. At which point, she actually is going to run off and uh, and try and find Thor. Uh, and we'll get to that in just a little bit here. But until then, we actually get a really nice fight scene between Giant Man and Hulk, and then Thor will eventually join in the end. But basically, they're they're throwing around a tank-like moon tractor, this science fiction-looking bubble dome-topped tractor. I mean, that, that really is the best word for it. That's been designed by Iron Man, and. You know, I mean, Jack Kirby's well-known for great action sequences, and this is really good work. You get a really good sense of scale and, I'd call it intensity. I mean, you know, they're, they're flinging this tractor back and forth and around the, around the building here with, with a fair amount of force and speed, and the art really conveys that fact. Now, Iron Man is concerned about, about his moon vehicle, Although he is unable to get out of the way and it crashes into him and although it knocks him down, it tend, it looks like it does a whole lot more damage to the, the moon tractor than it does to Iron Man. Just a, a testament to Tony Stark's Iron Man armor. Now, of course, once again, Space Phantom has been in Giant Man form. And now, since Iron Man is knocked prone, he actually takes this, this opportunity and transforms himself into Iron Man. And anytime you get a character or a villain that can change shape and assume the form of different heroes, inevitably the course of the issue is that he takes the form of each of the heroes, attempting to defeat the team as each one. And eventually, you know, he's defeated. And of course, this issue, ta- you know, follows that same trope. In, in this case, you know, we've already gone through Giant Man and Hulk. And we won't go through Wasp, although because instead he actually was a real Wasp, which I think is lame, but whatever. Uh, And now we are on to Iron Man. So like I said before, Wasp has gone off to Dr. Donald Blake, who we know is actually Thor. However, to the Avengers at this point, he is just a contact point for Thor. Uh, Wasp tells him of the need for Thor. Blake takes a moment, transforms into Thor, and the two are off back to the fight. When they arrive, Space Phantom, in the guise of Iron Man, seems to actually have the upper hand on our other two heroes. Uh, he's basically using Iron Man's magnetic repulsors in order to constantly spin Giant Man and, and Hulk around, which seems to be pretty well incapacitating them. Wasp actually goes in and disables... Iron Man's repulsors from the inside because she's so small she can actually get in there. Thor will attack Iron Man and Iron Man will just barely be able to evade the attack. And so instead of going with the straightforward approach, Thor will instead summon a storm and rust Iron Man because I guess that's a thing. I I would like to believe that in, in such a condition... That actual iron, the actual Iron Man suit wouldn't rust because, you know, when you're fighting someone like Thor or like Storm, you know, someone who has storm-based powers or water-based powers, really in general, that's kind of a weakness you don't really want to have. It just that seems excessive, 
and like you'd be setting your yourself up for failure. So obviously now that the Space Phantom is incapacitated as Iron Man, it's time to assume yet another identity, and it just so happens that since Thor is, is now here, it's a pretty good identity to take, right? He's got the hammer, he's got the powers, seems like, seems like a legit deal. Only much to the Space Phantom's surprise, when he attempts to send Thor into limbo, he himself is instead pulled in. And he's, he's pretty confused. He's like, yeah, he actually says, no, this is impossible. I'm going to limbo instead of you. But, but how? And of course, Thor's response is, your powers only affect humans, but I am the god of thunder. Which is kind of plausible, except for the fact that we already know he took the form of a wasp earlier in the issue. Like that, that doesn't make sense. I mean, may, maybe it's because Thor's an Asgardian or because he's a god, but the idea that his powers only affect humans seems to not match the rest of the story that we've seen so far. But having said that, the Space Phantom has been dealt with and our team is reassembled on the roof of the building. Unfortunately, as I mentioned before, the Space Phantom was kind of successful in his mission, except for the, the part where he gets sent into limbo himself. But he's kind of successful in that Hulk, who was already on the fence about the team to start with, is now more convinced that he has no business being on the team. He doesn't want to be on the team. Right? Hulk really wants to be left alone, wants his freedom. And we'll certainly see this in the next few issues. But the Avengers want him on the team really so they can control him. So that they can keep him from rampaging around. Uh, at the end of the issue, even Thor says, without the Avengers to keep him in check, what will he do next? Right, there's, there's a feeling that Hulk will do terrible things if we don't stop him. And, you know, if we're being honest, especially at this era, the times that Hulk does bad things is when people are chasing after him. Right, Hulk, when left to his own devices, goes off and does his own thing. He doesn't want to be found. He doesn't want to be bothered in fact to a large part he's trying to cure himself so the fact that they're you know they want him on the team really just so they can control him is is kind of messed up and hulk realizes this and again like i said iron man has been a particular dick to him all all issue and has really almost gone out of his way to make hulk feel unwelcome on the team and hulk is not stupid hulk understands that some of the team members feel this way, and he removes himself from the situation. Of course, this is not the end of the Hulk. It's not even the end of the Hulk in Avengers, but for now, he's no longer a team member. And that's our issue. Overall, I would say that this is an improvement over issue number, number one, which I would say it's not hard to do, but it's also there is certainly room where it could have gotten worse before it got better. And I think, at least to start, we, we definitely got better. Uh, again, I think the change in inkers helps the art. We get more detail. Even when we're looking at uh, a distance shot, for the most part, we get a little bit more detail, a little bit more actual character in the, in the little figures instead of just what are effectively blobby little silhouettes. Uh, the last panel... Hulk is kind of a blobby silhouette, and, and Wasp is like a little red pen mark. But the rest of them actually have some definition and some detail to them. And, and it's a nice change from the last issue, 
We get some really great Jack Kirby fight scenes. You know, the team, again, still hasn't yet to coalesce, so we don't really have a lot of team fighting yet. We have a lot of Ant-Man's going to fight him now, Thor's going to fight him now, Hulk's going to fight him now. We get a lot of one-on-one, and we're still not quite at the team stage, so I'm looking forward to the days, and we're not too far off when we start getting into those team fights, because that's a much more... First off, it's a much more... It's much more interesting from a character and a story story standpoint. It's also just much more interesting to look at. If I wanted to see one-on-one fights, I'd go read, you know, each of their characters' solo books because that's what you get. In a team book, I want to see the team working as a team. And like I said, we will get there. It's just going to take us a few more issues to get there. Yeah, as for the story, I mean, the Space Phantom's fairly cheesy, yeah, at least at least the, this this issue, and we've got a few more coming up. Uh, not necessarily consecutive issues, but a few more coming up, where we have kind of a monster of the week feel. In case a monster of the bi-monthly feel, and we don't really get re- recurring villains or villains that we really that are aren't just one and done throwaways. That's kind of the unfortunate part about the Space Phantom is he's just a one and done throwaway. So I think I'd give the story uh, a three and a half, and I'd actually go ahead and give the art a four. This is even stronger than the last issue. It's still not what I would call ideal Jack Kirby art, but it's already an improvement over over issue number number one. Remember, you can find new episodes at AvengersAssembly.com. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. And you can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Next week, Avengers meet the Submariner in Avengers number three.